0: you guys in forever all right i think we're on live dan we're on live mr mr unless you were just standing up to give us you know a, a 360 of your torso there you want to be yeah like we heard body you lost guy? 15
1: pounds dan you look great i have lost a few pounds
0: you look love. you look terrific <laughs> terrific a vision of health
2: um, it's well, been such a long I'm time. I'm not, since... but, uh, but a couple pounds did. It's a puppy. The puppy's uh, burning calories for me.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's been such a long time since I've seen you guys. I know I missed you last week, but it feels like I haven't been here for a month. So it's nice to see your smiling or soon to be smiling faces again. And so, welcome to Talking Saratoga, everybody, a weekly podcast with insight on the latest news, debate, and discussion in the city of Saratoga Springs. A place that has never suffered from a shortage of opinions. Just a reminder to everyone that the opinions expressed on Talking Saratoga today do not represent any one organization or uh, group. They are our own. And uh, with that, let's get let's get going, guys. There's been a lot going on. It's been a heavy week in national politics, but also a lot of stuff locally, and then we want to get to.
1: Yeah, obviously the the um, there's been you know two mass shootings in ten days. One uh, at elementary school and. Texas and one at a grocery store in uh, Buffalo, New York. So um, why these are our national issues certainly have local implications. Would you guys agree?
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and- Be-
2: very local for me. If I could interrupt uh, the Buffalo shooting, I went to high school with the store manager who was shot in the leg. He fortunately mm-hmm. survived. I worked with a, a trooper when we were both younger troopers whose mother-in-law was uh, killed. She did not make it. Um, so I have two connections to that, which you know I've been out of Buffalo for twenty-some years. It's, it's kind of odd that I have two connections to that shooting. So Dan, just, I uh, was
0: I, I was wondering if you I don't know if you have this on hand, but you wrote an editorial in the Saratoga Report um, about the shooting in Texas, and I was wondering if you would want to quickly share it with our viewers.
2: Um, yeah, w- we w- yes, I absolutely can. Thank you. Um, it was, uh, you know, I I I was strongly affected by the Buffalo shooting and then the Texas shooting. And I just felt, I was worried about copycats. Uh, arguably the the Texas shooting was a copycat, same age as the kid. Uh, um, you know, you, 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 worry about more, right. You worry about more happening. I'm still worried about more. It's only, we're only a, a, you know, two days removed from the Texas shooting. And I wrote an editorial and I sent it to every commissioner, uh, the Saratoga, as well as the Boston spa school districts, um, uh, the, chief of police. Uh, and I, I said, listen, can we just get police officers inside schools for the rest of the school year? Uh, I know it's controversial. Uh, it's deeper than that. I realize it's not simple, but for the next three weeks, can we just get cops inside school buildings and then figure out September? You know, we've got plenty of time to figure out September. Maybe there's a better answer by September, but I'm I'm, I'm trying, I'm filling sandbags here, folks. I, I think, you know, I'm worried about the the water coming, and uh, I'm not going to build levees and dikes. I don't have time for that. I got to fill sandbags. So get cops inside the schools. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I got some good response uh, from readers. I got a couple negatives from from uh, readers. Some that I know, some that I don't know. Um, it was a mixed bag, but but at least as far as the feedback comes, which is not scientific, uh, more positive than not. Uh, the two of you, I appreciate the feedback you gave me. Uh, I got no, I got nothing from the city commissioners. Uh, Saratoga schools didn't get back to me. Um, the, the only school that got back to me was Boston Spa. Uh, the commissioner there got back to me quickly, or I'm sorry, the superintendent there, Clents, uh, I believe is his name. He's outgoing and he, you know, he didn't commit or anything, but he appreciated the uh, uh, the effort I made, I guess. And I appreciated that he, 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 the effort he made, even if he disagrees with me, he didn't say either way. Uh, I, I know where academia is and it's a lot going on. Uh, but the police agencies have responded and and they're trying to have a, a better presence at schools, maybe not as, as deep as I thought. I said, if there's a school building, there should be a, a police officer in it. And I realize yeah. that's an, a less than ideal answer. Um, but again, I, I, it was a three week answer. It was a three week answer.
1: Yeah, that so brings up a, a, a point where, where, where Kathy Hochul actually called on state police to have a more visible presence at school. So that's not this, this you know, what was, I think, a partisan issue of, of law enforcement at school seems to be crossing the line with Kathy Hochul and asking for state police. But Robin, this is a great segue into when you were commissioner, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of misunderstanding of what a police officer or a school resource officer or a monitor is. And sure. I know this was something that you dealt with while you were on the city council. So can you give sure. us some insight into that?
0: Yeah, it was actually it was actually predated me a little bit. Um, this issue of grounds monitors actually being armed um, and the difference between a grounds monitor and a school resource officer really came up in 2018 because it was back in 2018 that the school board voted to not arm the grounds monitors who had been doing the security at the high school for quite some time, I think 30 or 40 years, and every year were uh, approved to carry firearms even, th- even though they were not school resource officers. So that vote um, back in September of 2018 uh, took the guns away from grounds monitors and it kind of brought to light this issue of school safety. And it, and people were able to understand actually there is a big difference between a grounds monitor and a school resource officer. A school resource officer is an on duty, in uniform, either sheriff's deputy or a Saratoga Springs City Police Officer. So the SRO that we have in the high school right now is Officer Glenn Barrett. So you see him in school. He's in his normal police uniform. He looks, you know, just like you would if you would see him um, walking the beat. Um, but what he's at school to do is not just to be punitive. He's really there to spot behaviors bubbling up, but um, before they bubble over. So, and you know, Dan, I know you can probably speak to this as well. But they're there to look to see, you know, if there's a kid who's suddenly sitting by himself at lunch. And it's not with his normal social group and looks like he might be having some issues, whether it's at home, whether it's in school and really try to connect with those kids and get get them connected to services if they need it. But be on the the lookout for things like, you know, abuse at home, abuse in relationships, um, you know, a whole plethora of things and be there as a resource, not be there as someone who's constantly being punitive. So I think that's kind of an important thing to point out.
2: And and not limited to to and I think you you, you said that, but not limited to violence, right? There were, School resource officers they had to deal with a, a sexting scandal, and oh, they, yeah. they had, they, things like that. Uh, there's they're designed to be proactive, community involved police, and they're not designed to arrest a kid for pot. I mean, obviously there's a way to address that, but they're not you know enforcing the law in the hallways like they would on the on the throughway or something. It's a very Correct. proactive, positive role that a school resource officer has.
0: Correct. And so so right now, currently in the entire city school district, which includes all the elementary schools, Maple Avenue Middle School and the high school, there are three SROs in total. Um, And I would love to just quickly get both of your opinions on I personally feel there should be an SRO in every city school, meaning elementary schools, middle school and the high school. Like there should be one SRO in every city school. That's my personal opinion. I'm just curious what your opinions are on that.
1: Dan and Adam, I don't I, know if you have one. Um, Adam, I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely for this. Uh, I'm a big believer in, in in the, the. you know, I hate to say it, I'm a, I'm a gun owner uh, who's pro gun control. You know, I think we should have a lot more control of guns. I, the guns I own, I should not have been able to buy them as easy as, as I could. Uh, I'd like to think of myself responsible gun owner. I've taken classes. So it's, it's not an issue for me per se, but for, you know, we see that these 18 year olds who go and shoot up supermarkets and, in um, schools, it's an issue. And, and really what stops them is a, a good guy with a gun. And that's the, I mean, I, the, the, the NRA and way Pierre are, are, are horrible organizations. I think they do a lot of harm to this country. But after Sandy Hook, that's the one thing I'll ever agree with him about with Wayne Pierre he said, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And it's kind of a catch 22 of, you know, guns begets more guns. But, but I think that that if somebody is in a school shooting it up, the only thing that's going to stop them is another guy with a, with a gun. Now, the question comes in our elementary schools, you know, do school resources officers have to be in police uniforms? I mean, can they be in khaki? You know, the police have like kind of a casual, you know, police casual look. You know, I think those kind of things of, of the image they're projecting is 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 can be, you know, and whether they're, they're, you know, and I don't think anybody's, you know, I've heard people say, oh, well, they're going to paramilitize a school and turn into Fort Drum. Nobody's talking, you know, walking around with with, you know, long guns, ARs, you, you know, but but something that if, if there if, if there is a bad guy with a gun it's something they can they can meet force with force. Uh, and so I am highly in favor of that. I think it's it's long overdue, and I just can't understand the argument of how this would be a bad thing if, Robin, as you said, these, these people, these officers are trained as police officers and trained to, you know, handle that firearm and use it responsibly, which they are. You know, this is not just giving a random person a gun and saying, hey, go defend the school. This is giving somebody whose career yeah. it is using these, these 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 firearms. So absolutely, I'm in favor for it.
2: Yeah, we... we um and I'm right with you, Adam. I, I'm a gun owner because I was a state trooper. My father was a police officer. We we hunted forever ago. I, I haven't hunted in 30 years, but, um, you know, I haven't lifted my guns out of the locker in, in, a, in a decade. But uh, but I'm not one of these ex-cops that's, you know, every answer is force and guns and so forth. I, I do believe in, you know, we, we have to have some comprehensive answers. Uh, there are probably some good answers from the left. Uh, they, they're the first ones to point out the mental health issues that we have to address and things like that so I do you know I'm not guns first and guns 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 I agree with you on the NRA I I don't have much use for them Um, but this this uh, desire to have zero guns in the schools and to immediately reject an answer that involves a school resource officer or an officer with a gun Um, I don't understand the, the school district not having the monitors who are all retired police officers is that correct Robin
0: um, so I can't speak to the current group of monitors. Okay. I just, I just don't know. I know back in 2018, they were all retired police officers.
2: Okay.
1: Um, so, hey, Dan, real, yeah. real, real quick, though, I gotta, I gotta got disagree with you. in one part of the thing you said is that, you know, the, 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 the right is using this mental health thing as the, oh, it's not guns, it's mental health. Which, again, for me, it may be, it, you know, there, there may be a mental health crisis, but in the meantime, it, it's it schools are getting shot up. Right. So mm-hmm. we need to limit people's access to guns. And and for me, that argument that the rights making, you know, the, the I think it was uh, Governor Abbott of Texas was was up there saying, you know, oh, it's Texas had guns for 60 years and this is just a new problem now. And it's a mental health problem. Maybe it is. But the fact that this kid could walk in by you know two ARs, and I understand a you know something that something that the left world doesn't understand is when they say, Oh, AR, AR just represents a how a gun looks, not to it's firing capacity, right, Dan? I mean it's ARs can fire different calibers, they're, different rates yeah, of fire, but,
2: but they're easily manipulated to suddenly become fully automatic. That's the problem. You with, could,
1: with the AR-style weapon,
2: yeah, they, they're supposed to be semi-automatic, you gotta pull the trigger each time you get a shot. But with some things you can buy on the internet quickly, you can turn a semi-auto effectively. In essence, it, it's, it's a rapid-fire auto weapon. Isn't
0: it just sad, you guys, though, that we're having a conversation <clears throat> about dead children and that we have to talk about it in terms of, like, left or right? I mean, it should. It feels like one of these times where, like, God, shouldn't we all be in the same mindset here? Like, this has to stop and has to stop now. And so whether it's – we have to tackle everything. We have to tackle mental health. We have to be able to make sure schools have adequate resources – so they have enough school psychologists so that when there's an issue, there's someone there who can deal with it. You know, we have to shoot the gun laws across federally need to be changed, there needs to be some standards. But at Rob- the end of the day, I feel like we just go through this cycle where everyone's outraged, everyone's devastated, and then, it's, and then nothing happens,
1: this, yeah. and Rob- then we just Robin,
0: we why, reset.
1: Why aren't there school resource officers in the schools right now?
0: So, um, I, again, I can't speak to this exact moment, but I can speak to the experience I had in 2018. In 2018, that fall, I actually sat down with then Mayor Kelly and Commissioner Michelle Madigan. I wasn't on the city council at the time um, to write up a resolution to fund uh, to fund more uh, SROs in the school system from the city because the city pays into the SROs. So it's kind of a shared cost between the school and the city. So in 2018, we wrote a resolution offering to fund more school resource officers. And the school board at the time just completely ignored the offer like completely ignored it, we never got a response. So the city was offering to fund more money so we could hire more SROs. And the thing is, if you think about it, guys, like our summertime policing issue with nightlife in downtown and Caroline Street, an SRO is kind of the perfect solution here because you can have them in school from September to June, being an SRO in school. And then from June to September, we can have them downtown when we need that increase in police officers and that increase in manpower. So hiring more SROs from this for the school kind of has this like this is a twin solution, you know. It solves two problems, in my opinion, and it's something that should be done. The school should the school system should be working with the city and they try to do something like that, you
1: know. So if people want to see SROs, they should contact the school board. Is what you're saying? They yeah. Should go to the school board, yeah. let them know. Email them. Write them because yeah. this is this is our our. You know, I I think we all kind of feel passionate about this that. This is this is not the perfect solution, but it's the it's 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 one piece of the pie in solving this big problem. That's going to take it's multiple you know multiple slices, multiple ideas. But the first thing is 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 the, on the ground level is when you have an active shooter, you have a good guy who can you know meet force with with equal or superior force, and that's really the thing that's going to stop a, a a a deranged a deranged individual. Yeah. Well,
0: and all and the, the summertime issue. I mean, Dan, don't you think this is like within the contractual you know the constraints of contracts and, and unions and PBAs and so forth? I feel like this is actually like the best solution I've ever come up with in terms of dealing with the increased staffing needs in the summer right. and handling a school safety it, issue. It
2: makes too much sense, right? It really right? And, yeah. and, and I'm not here to say the SROs are the be-all and end all. People have pointed out there were SROs at, at, at these shootings, they were all gun because the guy had armor armor. Same thing in Buffalo. There was a retired police officer, mm-hmm. a security guard. Um, he, he got shot and killed. He, I think he, he shot at the bad guy and it wasn't effective because, likely, because of the armor. Um, so I realize these things have to, this is not a, uh, uh, you know, SROs are not infallible, but as one of you just said, it, it, it's a good step. It's a good level of defense. Here in Saratoga, we're lucky. Uh, we're not Galway where we're 20 minutes from anywhere. We have an entire police department that's maybe two or three minutes away from every school, although the, yeah. the ones that are outside the city are, are a problem, but they, they would they would respond to that anyway. Um, so an SRO really needs to hold, hold the shooter off for three, four minutes until backup gets there. If uh, SRO's in a rural yeah. area, uh, that's a different story. I, I feel bad for that because you to hold them off a lot longer before you get any level of help.
0: Well, guys, I want to quickly because this is such a complex issue, and it's something I know we could talk about for some time. but I wanted to quickly turn and take a little a little turn into the absurd, slight absurd, and talk about some of the city council issues that have been um that have been coming up lately, unless anyone has anything else to add on the on the school on the school shooting issues. I,
2: I, I guess since our 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 uh, beliefs are more aligned than not, Maybe yeah. in a future episode, we we do need to get somebody on that does have an opposing viewpoint and yeah. you hear them out. Somebody from the school board or something.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I agree because we're actually too like minded. We're too yeah. like minded on this issue. I agree. Yeah,
1: yeah, on both sides, right? Because because we both, yeah. uh, you know, we both, we all, I think, are pro gun control, pro SRO. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. We'll try to find. I know. I'm. I can think back to you know these discussions we've had in the last couple of years and and, and think of a few people or if someone's watching who wants to come on feel free to email us at info at Talking Saratoga and um, tell us you wanna come on and talk about why you think SROs are not a good idea. Um, We'd be totally open to that. Um, But in the meantime, let's take a little uh, shift to the city council and talk about kind of new scandal (laughs) that um, has been articulated by Mayor Kim in a press release uh, this week about um, this kind of alleged email scandal. Um, The way I understand it, you guys, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Mayor Kim is alleging that at some time in 2020, the recreation list was uh, taken by one uh, someone, some politician and distributed to outside groups and outside um, moving Saratoga forward uh, to be used in charter for charter change purposes and for other political purposes. Um, and so he's launching an investigation into how this might've happened. Um, he's named Mayor Meg Kelly as someone who might've been involved. Um, and it it seems a little, it seems a little crazy because it seems to have originated because of one or two complaints from people who got an email during the school board, uh, election season, um, that they did not sign up for. And so to me, it's like a real to do about nothing, but I'm clearly quite biased. I just wanted to know what you guys thought. And was was that a proper kind of summary of how this, uh, how the scandal has uh, been, been playing out. Am I correct?
2: Well, yeah, I, I do see a little more there than you. I'm, I'm not yeah. dizzy over it. Um, if indeed the uh, the email list, which was supposed to be for recreational purposes, was taken outside of, outside of city, outside the rec department and utilized by these political, whether it's moving Saratoga forward or the school board elections or a city election, that's wrong. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't yeah. that should be done. We we should have uh we should have the confidence that when I sign up for a a um, an email list that it's going to be for that purpose and nothing more. Um, yeah. So I do have some concern. I uh uh is is Mayor Kim uh, you know milking this on political enemies, uh, perhaps. Um, you know, it seems like he's got an extra oh. gusto uh and going after this, but I I don't know. I, I something was wrong. It's it's apparently it got leaked out outside, completely outside the rec department and city hall. I, I, I mean,
0: not don't, don't know how that well, happened. This apparently happened. The only complaint that I've heard is that I know Gordon Boyd, who has just joined the Democratic City Committee, and is a fairly controversial figure in local politics. He came to public comment and said, I don't know, maybe his daughter-in-law or someone he knew received an unwanted email from moving Saratoga forward. And he, in his description of this, he said that this person has only ever shared their email address with their immediate family and with the rec department. They've never shared their email address with anyone else. And so the only way this possibly could have gotten into the hands of moving Saratoga forward is through a leak from the rec department. And I find that to be like one of the most absurd statements I've ever heard. I mean, literally, has anyone, do you do you protect your email address? Like you protect your social security number? Like, do you only give it to your immediate family and tell everyone like not to share with anyone? Like it just seems a little
1: ridiculous. Yeah, you know, for, you know, for, for me, this is like it, this is what drives, drove me nuts during the election, during the 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 like, in the small town city politics where, so so in, in, in and I yeah. don't doubt it happened. I think it was hilarious that Gordon Boyd, you know, who is an activist who is 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 you know a, a very entrenched with the Democrats and and charter change, shows up and says he has his daughter-in-law has this email address where she never gives out to anybody. You know, except for the rec department, you know, you uh, know, the right before a an election, a local election, a local school board election, that so, so so obviously you had the the Democrats in a room, you know, kind of plotting the hey, what can you, Gordon Boyd, show up and let's make this a big deal and support that this email, you know, issues a big deal. When really for me, it reminds me of you know something my my eight year old and my eleven year old would argue about them, You know, who gave who email out. Um, but yeah. I understand too. There was also in 2020. I'm sure it happened, right? There was there was a group of politicians and a group of people outside of city hall scheming together to get this email list. And it's just these these are the little tit for tat things that um, I wish the voter paid more attention to on on both sides, both on the on the you, you know on the this shouldn't have happened. But two years later, a you know a week before a, a another election, why is it being brought up? You know that's kind of that's kind of immature too. I mean, it's just immature on both sides to make a big deal about this. And, and it's just, it, it's, it's just funny how much traction it gets. It's also funny. I, I find it amusing how much traction that uh, moving Saratoga forward gets as a I conservative. Know. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of them because I think they, they, they always, they, they're too far conservative to, to, to show that they're making independent ideas. You, you know, I, I like to send myself an independent, independent thinker and, Sometimes the right is, 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 is right and sometimes the right is in conservatives or they're, they're not right or they, they, they should see across the aisle. So I think it kind of loses its gusto. But the fact that that, you know, the Democratic you know, the Saratoga City Democrats reference this on their Facebook page, moving Saratoga forward. I just find humorous that they, they get so much traction in the city. It's
2: it's uh, as you know, I posted a couple of things from Saratoga forward on my site uh, last month or earlier this month, and I got some blowback. Um, on both sides, like Dan, keep doing that. Um, you, you should do that. And, um, Rob Millis wrote, uh, an op-ed countering my reasoning for doing it. And I posted it on my site on Saratoga report, but it was, uh, it, it, it was, a uh, uh, spirited, uh, debate going on and finger pointing at me from one side. And then on the other side saying, Dan, don't back down. I, I got a lot of contacts on this. Uh, that was, uh kind of crazy, but let's face it, uh moving Saratoga forward, let's stop pretending they don't exist. They exist. I wish they'd attach their name to it. I don't like their style. I, I don't like a lot of what they say. But when they showed those school fights that that I don't believe anyone else did at the time. And then finally the mainstream press picked up the 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 stories of of the violence in the Saratoga Springs schools. I tip my hat to them. It's like they 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 got a hold of those uh of of those videos they posted them uh, good for them. But I, generally, I, I don't like what they're doing. I don't like their style. I don't like that they're they're uh, anonymous. Um, we, we should also talk about the, the offshoot of the email scandal that now the Republicans and John Kaufman oh, yeah. are spoiling that looking for a lawsuit, it looks like.
0: So it's really interesting because apparently, and I looked on the city website, and I think it is in there. When you sign up to receive an email uh, notification from the city, I believe it does say in like the waiver that you have to check that this information could be made public through a freedom of information request. So I think that's like noted in there when you sign up, but like honest to God, you guys, I've got, I think six email accounts. I probably get in one of them, my Dalton Robin at Gmail, 500 emails a day. You know what I mean? Lists are, are bought over and over and over again. My people lists are bought in politics here. Lists are circulated through nonprofits who are having parties who want to invite people. I mean, there are lists that go around and around and around the city. I don't know why this has come up. I don't. It seems very politically motivated. I think it's silly. I think it's a waste of time. I think there's a lot of city business that needs to be attended to that's being ignored because of this kind of like nonsense. And I think, uh, once again, it's much ado about nothing from Mayor Kim.
2: But. Can I ask? Do you think they do need to tighten this? Make sure this doesn't happen again. Because principally, this should not have happened. Whether it's worth going after two years later, but it's it's, foil, it's
1: foilable. So whether you can't tighten it up, it's 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 uh, I don't
2: know it. that it's necessarily foilable. Um, everything's foilable here's the unless thing. Unless there's a unless there's a uh, an exception in the law. Um, I had
0: back end access to the entire city website, right? I'm sorry. And you can. I had backend access to the entire city website when I was when I was um, when I was in City Hall, because I would work on stuff for lots of different departments. Nobody, you know, there was no IT person. I'm not IT person. There was no communication person, and so I filled in the gaps a lot of the time. Every keystroke, every click, every action that you take as user is measured. There's like a history of it. So it is not difficult to look up to see if someone downloaded a listserv. Like it should take like two seconds from an IT department. So I don't even know why this like a controversy. It should be very easy to figure out.
2: Yeah, but yeah. but back to that. I I don't. The courts that I can see have not uh, answered whether you know the, the 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 exception would be an invasion of personal privacy. Now this rec, rec list maybe not. What if it was a list from the Department of Health uh, on HIV issues? That could be an, you know, you're you going to that's HIPAA, gonna, HIPAA, right? Gonna, so now you're moving into
0: that would actually be the, this county, but
2: you know. But yeah, well, know the State Department of Health has it too. I'm but just that, saying. That, I'm just just saying hip, I don't think the, the law, courts so have that's... answered that question yet of of whether an email list, the the release of it through FOIL, would be an invasion of personal privacy. Well, maybe to the it's Republicans. List. I guess we're going to find out because the huh? they're
1: going to foil that list. So we'll. we'll see. I know we'll find out. Stand by. Yeah.
0: Stand by for that.
1: We'll see what happens.
0: All right. Well, speaking of city, anything else happened at the sauce City Council meeting? I know it was disrupted because there was like a fire um, in the dispatch. So they stopped on Tuesday night to take a little break. Right.
2: I I think they ended it right.
0: Yes. But then they resumed again the night before the night after. Okay. Um, one of the things that had caught my attention, Dan, and this is something we talked about previously about Daryl Mount and the Daryl Mount case. Um, I've noticed, um, on this agenda that it appears the mayor and the commissioner of accounts are stripping the director of risk and safety their uh, responsibility of negotiating insurance uh, claims and settlements with the insurance company. And they're trying to give that uh, authority to the mayor and commissioner of accounts instead of giving it to, the, to uh, the employee, Marilyn Rivers, who is the director of risk and safety. And which is sounds like kind of like a really weird granular thing that most people kind of like wouldn't catch or look at or really take notice of. But it was something I took notice of because, Dan, it reminded me of what you had predicted a very long time ago on this podcast, which is that you think the city council is going to try to settle the Daryl Mount case. And I have always thought that that was not going to happen based on the way they've been litigating it and based on the conversations I've had and the knowledge I have from John Aspen, the attorney representing the city, as well as Marilyn Rivers and the position um, they've taken with the insurance company and so forth. So um, I saw this change on the on the agenda, and I, I think that Dan, we maybe had it in the direction that you predicted. You know, so many weeks ago.
2: It it seems like let's face it, this city council is all in on a progressive agenda. They're they're not holding yeah. back. It's sort of working for them, um, so far anyway. Um, when when they don't trip over their own feet, um, the the uh, the school board, uh, the politics there are are more you know very, very liberal, very progressive. It would. S- I, it seems to me what, what, that that certainly is happening. There, there are some indications yeah. of that, um, that that they could settle it, essentially trying to buy racial harmony. I think is would be the their their thinking. Uh, you know, Saratoga was accused of being racist. I, I think we I, I think the case against Saratoga in the Daryl Mount case is is terrible. I, I think if it's taken to 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 trial, uh, they don't have a strong case, and we should win. Uh, At what cost? I don't know. But as you said, that's that's the insurance company anyway that's paying for the attorneys. And I think they're worried that what if we do win? Is that going to bring more more to the streets? Why not just make this issue go away if they can uh, pay for a a reasonable amount for a settlement? I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'm guessing that may be their thinking.
0: Just makes me really nervous to know that this is like settling lawsuits and how we're dealing with the legal system could be influenced by politicians as opposed to people who are literally just employed by the city to do what's in the best interest of the city and taxpayers versus do what's best for their political identity, you know? I mean, that's a real, that's really risky in my opinion.
1: Yes, you you know what... Well, I'll put my conspiracy hat on here, but, but I don't think it's that hard to connect the dots of, of, you know, I remember a year ago when I was running for commissioner of finance, I would go to the the city hall meetings or the city city council meetings, Robin, you were there and you would have these, Mm. these, you know, the BLM activists, there screaming at the city council, calling them racist, Robin, they were, you know, talking about your family, uh, you you know, and just, just really, really kind of uh, uh, mean spirited uh, kind of awful things. And, and then, so you have this new city council who comes in, who they backhandedly defund the police, right? They defunded the yep. city chief. Uh, they, 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 they kind of, they, it looks like they're making concessions, concessions to this, this group of people uh, who kind of took the city hostage for a little while with, with, you know, with, with, with the screaming and the, in the, in the insults of the city council and blocking our streets and our roads. And, and now where are you know where 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 are they we have our first uh, our first african american commissioner where's where's the fanfare um, it's just it's it seems like it, and so so to make the stretch of they would settle with the darrell mount family spend our money the taxpayers money to to kind of push the, the you know make their lives easier push their political you know kind of progressive agenda and, it, you know, for me, it just it, it just reeks of it reeks of pandering to a a small group in the city who are not representative of the city and who really, really kind of in my mind did some really awful things to, to you know, to our city council and, and how they how they singled out and how they screamed at them and how they yelled at them and, you know, calling our police racist. It, it just it's it's subhuman. It's, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Subhuman, subhuman. No, t-
1: they're not subhuman. Yeah. They, ca- they they called. They called. The call subhuman. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> right, right. That's right. That's or somebody it, did. that one person did. Yeah, yeah. Commissioner yeah. the the her
2: credit stood up and, and yeah. shot yeah. that. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So I mean, I guess you, you know, know hey. it's turning progressive, but this is just this is just it's it's getting crazy.
0: You know, as the leader of Saratoga BLM said at one point, one hand washes the other. And that's what they seem to keep doing. This, this city council and Saratoga BLM just keep using each other and go, they just go round and around and around and around and around. Um, and I think it's really sad. And I think it's unfortunate that the city council has forgotten that they're not there for them. They're not there for their own personal agenda. They're not there to pander to one specific group. They're there to represent all the constituents in Saratoga Springs. And I don't think they do a very good job of that
1: thus far. Although
0: I have mm. high hopes for Commissioner Gollum.
1: Yeah, well, I guess you know, why we're on the Democrats and Commissioner Golub. I found this interesting where the this 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 the Democrats put out a and and you know, maybe Alana, oh, yeah. maybe this is good protocol, maybe not, but they appointed Commissioner Golub to this position. They then put out a a request for uh um uh CVs for this position to run again in in November. Yeah. And to me, to me it seems like if you went with 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 Jason Gollup now. Why would you, you know, that, that that was your, you had your chance to vet people, to vet who would be best on that. Why would that change in three months or four months? They're
0: such assholes. But Dan, you go, go ahead. Cause I, <laughs> I want to read you. Something.
1: I, listen, the
2: committee is not, is, is not the city council, the, the, the democratic committee. It's going to be Golub. I think they're going through the motions, to make it look good. Uh, that, that's some old school politics. You know, the, the old, the old uh, search when you already know who it's going to be. Uh, I, I don't like that because that that has its own level of uh, duplicity. But um, I, I I don't think that was a slap in Gollup's face uh, from my view. Maybe <laughs> wait, wait, right right before you read I that, do you
1: think, that, think there's, anything, yeah. there's, there's anybody other than Gollub? Oh but- yeah,
0: I think Billy McTide, There's a real chance it could be Billy McTide. Yeah. 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 So I just want to I just want to I just want to read you guys this. Three days after Commissioner Gollub had taken office, three days afterwards, and mind you. When he was uh, appointed by the city council, there wasn't a single person from the Democratic committee there to to applaud him, celebrate him, support him. No one from that committee called to congratulate him. I mean, they have not been uh, supportive in any way, shape or form. So anyway, three days into office, uh, this email was sent out from Pat Tuz, who is the chairperson of, of the Democratic committee. Congratulations to Jason Golub in his appointment as interim commissioner of DPW. We are excited and look forward to Jason interviewing with our nominations committee for the nomination, which needs to be submitted by the end of July. Our nominations committee will be interviewing Jason and any other candidates that want to apply. A press release will go out soon. Now he's the commissioner. He's the goddamn commissioner. Okay. So like, let's just, let's just start there. There's But to send that email out three days after he's been sworn in to me is such a dick move. I, I I know that's really crude to say. I just, I can't even, I can't even think of other words to describe it. I mean, the man has been there for three days and they're already like, oh, thanks for that, for getting appointed. Um, But you need to interview with us if you want to keep doing this. And like, we're soliciting all these other uh, uh, resumes as well. So everybody come on down and we'll pick the best person. Thanks for doing this in the interim, Jason. Like I, I was shocked. I thought it was really, really in poor taste.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'd understand if there's if there was a year and a half to the election, but you know the fact that the election's right around the corner, it it, it just it, I don't know. It's not it's not a big deal. It's just something that I think as a as a party they should be lockstep in. All right, this is their guy. It show,
0: Yeah, it shows you how much division there is. It shows you. How much? I will will, say this: I just go
1: past, you know, past that Pride sidewalk and in in the carousel, and they—they, I don't know if they repaved or repainted all the area around the carousel. It looks fantastic. So DPW, you know, hats off to you guys for keeping the city looking nice.
2: Yeah, and and to to everybody's credit, um, from what I've seen with the street uh, cleaning and picking up things and so forth, the the brush and the debris. I, I haven't seen them skip, you know, it's it's been consistent. It's been well, we've always had a good DPW, we still do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I'm just telling you that the McTigues still have their hand in the city Democratic Committee. Um, you know, Patty Morrison, uh, Joanne Yepsen, they still very much like your McTigues and they're gonna push hard to try to get um, him nominated. I, I really think that is uh, a possibility. I hope it doesn't happen, but I think you're seeing the real, that there's some real divide within that tiny group of Democrats on the city democratic committee. They've managed to push out a lot of moderate people um, and really anyone who criticizes them is you know, shown the door. So
1: um,
0: we're, well, we're seeing the crap, we're seeing the splinters, I think.
1: Stay tuned to Talking Saratoga for all the insight on the upcoming election and who the Democrats are, right? well, Yeah, absolutely. Start.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I hope you guys have big plans for the holiday weekend.
2: Uh, The weather's been great. Uh, I hope it continues. I I haven't. uh, I think it's going to be a little unsettled this weekend compared to the last four or five days. But uh, uh, as you know, we've had a little bit of uh, ups and downs in our family, so we're just happy to get together and have a low key weekend.
0: Yeah. Well, unless we're uh, we want to do a quick cheers and jeers and then sign off, because I don't think uh, unless we're missing something that I'm forgetting over here, guys. No.
2: No. No.
0: Lots of quiet. All right. right. Do anyone have a cheer and cheer for the week?
2: Um, All right. Just, I guess I'll well, go ahead. I'll, Adam.
1: I'll start. Uh, I'll cheer uh, the Texas border guard who, uh, along with two other officers, I mean, it just they 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 stacked up, which is a, a term, Dan, and you, you know, you can speak better to I they entered that school with an active shooter. Uh, they knew a, a, a police officer was killed 10 days earlier doing the same thing taking on a shooter. And and they brought him down. Um, th- and so that's that's just the, the bravery and heroism and and you know the people who who moved to the sound of gunfire. Um, you, you know on this on this you know Memorial Day v- weekend, it's it's you know and, and and all the people who gave their lives really uh, transition that into to, to all the vets out there who are no longer with us who who died for, the, for our freedom. So you know cheers to them and thank you for for your bravery. In um, the jeers. I'm going to jeer both the Democrats and the Republicans. Like we talked about before, for <laughs> politicizing this thing. It shouldn't be us versus them. This is a this is a, a, a tragedy that's going on in, in our country right now. And we need to, be, as adults, come together to to save our children. So uh, let's put our politics behind us and let's 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 figure out some some common sense, you know, gun safety slash security solutions. So we can we can minimize the deaths.
2: Thanks. I'll jump in with uh, my, my jeer is going to continue on your jeer, and I and I agree with you on that. Um, that that our that our nation cannot find a way to solve this problem is is the general jeer. Is it, do I place it on Congress? Yeah, I guess. But you know, there's there's other groups out there, both on all sides of the issue, uh, even here in New York State. And I wrote about this in my editorial uh, two years ago. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, you know, he always did things to take credit for things. He I, he didn't do things to do it for the right reason. He did it so he could take credit and look like a leader. So he created a task force on violent shootings that never met once. They, in fact, it mostly wasn't even formed. Uh, the, I think it only had one, one member of, of the, they, they dropped the ball. The state and, and the federal governments have been dropping the ball on this issue, and they're going to continue to drop the ball. I, 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 don't have a, I don't have an optimistic view of, of where this issue goes. There's just going to be more shootings. Uh, so I have jeers for our government for failing us. Um, my cheer is in a much less consequential issue, but it's kind of neat, and I, I want to be positive here. Uh, the New York Racing Association just started a, uh, uh, a a breakfast breeding farm breakfast tour package just outside Saratoga, over by Saratoga Lake, at Old Tavern Farm, uh, where people can go um, on Fridays, I believe, and take a tour of a breeding farm and and both to both to show. The uh, the racehorse industry and the racehorse breeding industry, which we talked about many times on this show, how it contributes to our economy in our region, um, and and, uh, and possibly attract new new breeders. There's there's ownership and there's breeding. Breeding is a is a whole other level with its whole level of risks, but there's something wonderful about uh, breeding as well. Uh, there's some downsides to that. Yes, I I'm not uh, all one sided on this. I, I recognize some of the concerns within the racehorse industry. All right, right. This this breakfast tour thing is pretty neat.
1: Yeah, real quick, Dan. Just to, just extrapolating what you said, you know, breeding is a viable business for the most part. You know, so long as the state helps keep it that way. Horse right. racing is, you know, for every dollar that goes into horse ownership, you get fifty cents out. So that's a that's a kind of a rich man's sport. But breeding is a is a farming agricultural <laughs> industry.
2: Yes.
0: You guys, my mind's just in the gutter. I'm trying not. To, I'm trying not to hold back. On, I'm trying to hold back on all the jokes I want to make about breeding right now. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do that. So. <laughs> I have no cheer and deer for the week. I'm just happy to be back with you guys. I'm um, looking forward to seeing you all again next week. Have an amazing Memorial Day weekend. Um, if you if you know somebody who you haven't spoken to in a while, who you haven't heard from in a while, I think there's a lot of kind of depression and mental health issues going on out there as we've seen in you know the acts of violence, but also just in our day-to-day lives. Check in on people around you, check in on your loved ones, check in on your friends if you haven't heard from them. I think we all need a little uh, uplift, uplifting and positivity and and um, you know, just to hear from a friend is always a nice thing. So let's all put a little positivity in the world this weekend and enjoy our Memorial Day.
1: All right. Stay charming here, all right, bye
0: Thanks guys. For
2: Thanks for watching, folks.